Father God, that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten son. So God, that we could live, God. He died on our behalf. So God, this morning we're so grateful and we're so thankful. Now, Father God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit today. We thank you, God, that he is our teacher. He is our helper. He is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. And I thank you that he's here to assist me on today. Holy Spirit, I need your help on today. Father, I thank you that as the word go forth today, it shall go forth in power and in demonstration on today. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And God, you shall get all the glory, you shall get all the honor, and you shall get all of the praise. I thank you, Father, that as I open my mouth today, that the word shall be like a fire. And it shall devour everything going on around us. It shall be like a hammer which breaks the rocks into pieces. It shall be like a two-edged sword, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that everything that everybody in this place need, God, you have already supplied it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your Bibles to St. John, the seventh chapter, and let's hear and see what God has to say unto his people on today. St. John, the seventh chapter, and I will begin at verse 14, and I will end at verse 17. St. John, the seventh chapter, beginning at verse 14, ending at verse 17. Now, about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man would do his will, he should know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. I want to talk about it's not man's word, it's God's word. It's not man's word, it is God's word. God is bringing this to the body of Christ because I believe at times people look at the ones that's bringing the word as being their own. I'm here to tell you that it does not matter who brings the word as long as it's coming from God. And you have to know who's bringing the word. And the only way you're going to know who's bringing the word is by you being in the word. So you have to stay in the word. So no matter where you go, when the word is preached, when the word is taught, preached, mean proclaimed. And I'm here to tell you that everybody in this room that has been taught can go out and proclaim this good news concerning Jesus Christ. A little child can grab hold to the Bible and begin to go out and teach others concerning the word of God. So we have to understand we can't look at who's bringing the word. And I'm I'm just going to stop right there because at times when we look at the ones that's bringing the word, and it is the word, we don't receive it because we're looking at who's bringing the word. So we have to be careful that when we come into the house of the Lord, that we have, we're very attentive to the word of God. And when you know that the word is being brought, you shouldn't look at who's bringing the word, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, whether it's a child, or whoever God want to bring the word through. So we see here that, Jesus was letting them know that my doctrine is not mine. 
My doctrine is not mine. So the first thing that I want to share with you on this morning is to let you know that when God give me a word, it is not my word. It is God's word. And this is why people have so many opinions when it comes to the word of God. We have opinions because we're not in it. When God gives someone the word of God, he has given it to them and he's using them to be a messenger for him. When you go into the Old Testament, God spoke through prophets. He gave the word to the prophets. The prophets gave it to the people. But in this day and time, we have the written, come on somebody. We have the written word of God. We don't have to wait on a prophet to come tell you what the word is saying. You can get the word for yourself if you spend time in the word. See, when you go in the word and you begin to read the word of God, you read what is written. But when God get ready to speak to you from what's written, it becomes a rhema word. It becomes a spoken word. The enemy don't want you to read what's written because he know if you continually read what's written God is going to begin to give you rhema it's going to be illumination it's going to be revelation and you can walk in it you can live it but we ain't taking the time to read what's written this is why so much confusion in the body of Christ people are so confused because they're going on what somebody said but you got to understand that until they get revelation behind what they're saying it is just still written but when the Holy Spirit come in and put some power behind those words then you will see manifestation we got too many people that's talking this word but ain't living this word and if you're talking my God you're supposed to be living it because the word gives illumination it gives life it is power that comes from it so we need to quit playing around with this word and quoting it from the front to the back and saying we know come on when you know you're gonna do what it says and it won't be no debate so he stopped me right there on people got to know that this is God's word the Bible says that the word is God breathed it is inspired by God so when you know it's inspired by God you should know that it don't belong to man this word the prophecies that was spoken is not of any private interpretation that means that it didn't come from man the Bible says holy men catch it as holy men spoke they spoke by what by being moved by the holy spirit they only spoke by being moved by the holy spirit the holy spirit is the one that gave them what to write what to speak it didn't come from man it comes from god so we got to know how powerful the word of god is you can't just quote a scripture and think that that scripture means nothing See, we'll quote a verse of scripture and we act like it ain't working. See, you don't even know about the word because this is God's word. How do you think God created the heavens and the earth by his spoken words? When God began to speak, everything began to um, stand fast because it was God that was speaking. He spoke things into existence. There is power when it comes to the word of God. And God said that each one that he went to, he was telling them, you only going to speak what I tell you to speak. That's why the Bible say you don't add to it. 
and you don't take away from it. See, we got people adding to the word so they can do what they want to do outside the word. When the word, whatever the word says, that's what the word means. You don't take nothing from it. You don't add nothing to it. When we go back into the Old Testament and we look in numbers and y'all, we talked about this so much. But God began to um, show me even with Balaam and Balak. We talk about it. But when we talk about it, we got to understand where Balaam was coming from. Balaam, you know, they went to get him to curse God's covenant people. So each time that he went to get Balaam to curse the people, God told Balaam, he said, you can go, but you can only speak what I tell you to speak. So he had to go up under God's command. He could only say what God wanted him to say. See, that is our problem. When it comes to the word of God, we only want to give it to whom we want to give it to. We only want to speak what we want to speak. We don't want to tell people what God is saying in this day and time. Why? Because we're so afraid of losing friends. We're so afraid of losing associates. But when you see someone that say that they are born again, that say that they are saved, and you see them in harm's way, you're supposed to give them what the word of God is saying here and now. You don't go home and pray about it when you're seeing somebody fall in a ditch. You tell them right then and there, this is what the word is saying for you today. If they choose not to accept the word, the blood is off your hand. We got too many Christians seeing people in sin when Jesus paid the price for sin and you walk away like it's nothing and you're supposed to be a carrier of the word but you want to come inside the church and you want to begin to preach to the body of Christ but you can't even tell your own family what they're doing that they should every day you see them falling You see what they're doing, but you say nothing. So they think that they're okay. But you know what the word is saying. You getting taught the word. See, you got to understand the enemy does not want the word to be presented. Why? Because he know there's power in the word of God. He knows immediately as that word is spoken, life It's going to expel. Light is going to expel darkness. There's going to be life that's coming through the word of God. God says that my words are spirit and they are life. So the moment you begin to speak God's word, it's going to bring life to a dying generation. The enemy don't want that. So when we're around somebody and we see what they're doing is wrong, we have to bring light to that situation. How does light come? Through the word of God. You are the light that comes to expel the darkness. But light just don't just sit there. You got to open your mouth and you got to begin to speak what God is saying. So when we look at Jesus, Jesus made it clear, my doctrine is not my own. Jesus was making it known, and this is why I'm I'm saying this, because some people who are teaching the word, who are proclaiming the word, they want to be exalted. They want people to think, this is what I come up with. You ain't come up with nothing. They want people to think, this is what God gave me. The same way God gave it to you, he can give it to somebody else. He just bring it to them differently by who they are. So we can't say that, oh, no, that's not what God is saying. If that's what God is saying, 
saying to them is going to line up with what the word is saying. I get so tired of people trying to da 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 da. And then when somebody come in with something so simple, it ain't long enough for you. But that's the way God used that individual. God ain't going to use each person the same way. So we have to understand he used people differently. There can be no more Apostle Amandas. I'm the original. Can't be no more of me. So you can tell if somebody trying to come in. Now, let me get this right. When Jesus taught his disciples, he taught them so well that when they saw the disciples, they saw Jesus, but they knew they weren't Jesus, but they knew they were representatives of Jesus. So you can't try to be somebody that you're not. There's only one T.D. Jake. There's only one Juanita Bynum. But people that are up under their ministries, they're going to see some of their attributes, but they're not them. They're taught by them. So we have to understand who we taught by. We're taught by Jesus. We're taught, no, by the Holy Spirit because he sent the Holy Spirit to teach us. So Jesus made it clear. See, y'all, we got to kill ourselves. Before we even present this word, we got to die and say, Lord, this is not about me. God is about you and you're sending me to deliver a word to your people. So I crucify self right now. Self got to die. I don't want to be exalted. I want you to be glorified in the midst of your people through this word. This is why Jesus made it clear. This is not my doctrine. This is his word. The one that sent me. So anytime you go in to present the word of God, you're just a messenger. You're just a carrier of that word. So when you go back into the Old Testament, getting back to Balaam and and Balak, Balaam went, but his heart wasn't right. And I'm going to get there too. See, we say we want to do what God wants us to do, but we have on a mask. We think God don't know we're trying to still be exalted. We think God don't know that we're still trying to get glory, but yet we'll go uh, take that word. But it's all about me today. So God knew Balaam's heart. But God said, when you go, you only speak what I tell you to speak. So when Balaam went, y'all know what happened with the donkey. I ain't even going into that. Y'all know what happened. But Balaam began to speak what God told him to speak. And the thing was, Balak was so afraid Of God's covenant. Don't you see how the enemy is so afraid of you? That he said, I want you to curse these people. Balaam said, you think I can curse whom God has blessed? You think I can reverse? Y'all better catch hold. You think I can reverse what God has already spoke? These are blessed people and I cannot reverse what God has said. Why? Because it is written. God does not change. Y'all better catch that. Because God has written everything that needs to be written. And God ain't going back and say, wait a minute. I'm going to take that verse out. She can't have that one. I'm going to take that one out. What if God did that? God doesn't do that. So he had to speak only what God told him to speak. God said, you can only speak what I tell you to speak. So he spoke what God told him to speak. So if anybody tell you, you curse, you say the devil is a lie. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed because Jesus, what? He took all the curses with him. So I'm not cursed. I am blessed of the Lord. 
and I am highly favored. Because that's what, y'all get this. God said that when I was in my worst state, Teresa. God told me I was blessed. He told me I was highly favored. He told me I was prosperous. He told me I was healed. Come on, even when I was in my mess, God gave me all of that. But when I accept Jesus Christ, it became mine. Guess what, y'all? You got to understand that whatever God said about you, he has not changed his mind because this is his word and not man's word. One minute, women, man, a man will tell you, oh, you're so beautiful. You're the beautifulest woman I ever met. Oh, I'm going to love you to the moon and back. Then another woman comes scrutting by. Where you at? How beautiful are you? Are they still going to love you to the moon and back? No, they done dropped you and went to another person. But I remember my Bible tells me that my heavenly father told me that he has accepted me in the beloved. I have been adopted into the king. The king's family. So God didn't change his mind even though I was in my mess. He said, baby, you're still accepted. Baby, you're still my beloved. Baby, I'm going to love you even until the end. He said, I'm not going to never leave you nor shall I forsake you. Because God is not going to change his mind based on someone else. He reigned on the just as well as the unjust. So we go back to the Old Testament. Remember Jeremiah. Jeremiah, when God came to him for the call that was on Jeremiah's life, he said, God, I'm I'm just a child. So God let Jeremiah know, I'm going to put my words in your mouth. And you begin to speak the words that I have put in your mouth. So see, God give us his words. Why? Because his words have power. His words bring results. His words bring life. So each time you speak the word of God, you got to know what's happening through his word. He said, my words is not going to come back to me void. Come on, catch it. God said, it's not going to come back to me void, but it's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. And it's going to prosper in the thing that I have sent it to do. So the enemy know the more time you spend in the word, y'all got to catch it. The more time you spend in the word, the more you're going to speak the word. The more time you spend in the word, that's going to be your new language. That's going to be your new life. I'll give you an example. In school, we start out with pre-K. We start out with kindergarten. And we keep going up levels, right? So we're learning our ABCs, one, two, threes. We're learning the alphabets. We're learning how to recognize those. Y'all, it took time, didn't it? It took time in recognizing your alphabets, your numbers. And God gave you people to help you with those things. And then when you went home, your parents had to help you with your homework. At least some parents did. They had to help you with your homework so you can begin to recite the things that you'd done in school that day. You had to begin. They said, okay, I wanted them to recognize the ABCs. So go over the ABCs with them so they can recognize them. So you sit there and you look at it and you say, A... Come on, let's do the letter A. Y'all remember the cornbread paper? They still use that, Teresa? No. Man, they got rid of the cornbread paper. You know how it was so beautiful. You can smell that cornbread paper. Sit there and put them A's up there. Y'all see it? Y'all see what I'm doing? Didn't you make that B? Come on. Y'all see it? Then you go to C. C is for C. 
See how you do it? You just take your time and, and you go through it and you get so happy because you're learning your ABCs. So when you go back to school, the teacher said, okay, who want to quote the ABCs? Me, me, me. Because you know that you got it deep down on the inside. See, this is how the word of God supposed to be. See, God is giving you a teacher which is the Holy Spirit. And he said that I'm only going to testify of what Jesus is saying. So when you go into the word of God, you're supposed to say, Holy Spirit, illuminate this word to me. Let this word penetrate my very being. So when it comes out of my mouth, it's like a fire that devours everything around me. So when you go into the word of God and you begin to read that, the word of God, all of a sudden there's an excitement. There's some joy. It's just like you can't even be still because the word is bringing you life. The word is bringing you something that you never had before. So you know that you're in the presence of the Lord. And all of a sudden, I don't know about you, but I'll jump out of my seat. And I say, Jesus, because you can feel a moving and a shaking and going on around you. And you can't do nothing but say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you say, God? Then you go back to that very same verse when he says, by Jesus stripes. I said, who stripes God? Who? He said, by Jesus stripes. So you have to stop right there and meditate on, wait a minute. You said Jesus. You didn't say me. You said it was his stripes. Y'all got to get it. That he took on his back. You say, by Jesus stripes. So you got to sit there and meditate on those stripes that he took. He said, by Jesus stripes. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to get it. By Jesus stripes. By Jesus stripes. By Jesus stripes. Oh, oh, he gonna kick her. You were healed. Come on. It ain't nothing you have to do. Jesus done it. By Jesus Christ, you were healed. So you sitting there and say, man, it was by his stripes. He took the beating for me that I'm healed, that I'm made whole. So all of a sudden you grasping that and then you say, body, be healed in Jesus name. Body, you done heard the word. Now I want you to react by what you heard. See, when you keep saying it over and over and over and over again, your body can't do nothing but line up. Why is your body lining up? Because God created your body by the word of God. So your body has to accept what it was. Your body got to accept what? What the word said, because that's how your body was created. What? By the word. So when your body hears the word, this is why the body is so confused. This is why the body is so tore up. One minute, by Jesus Christ's body, you heal. The next minute, give me the pill. The next minute, body, you heal. The next minute, shoot me another pill before I was gone. Next minute, body, you heal. So the body is saying, well, which am I? You're bringing confusion. But when you stand on what the word says, guess what? The body ain't going to 
fluctuate. Because that's all the body knows is the healing of Jesus. See, the body gets out of whack because we put it out of whack. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So your body can only become what you're thinking. If your body thinks sickness all the time, your body going to be sick. But if your body think about what he's already done for you, he sent his word. And he has healed me. Come on, you got to see the word being sent. He sent his word and he have healed me. He have delivered me from my destruction. The word has already been sent. It's already mine. I have it right now. So I speak it by faith knowing what the word says. So we take the word for what it is. When we take the word for what it is, that means that we know that there's power in the word of God. And when you know that there's power in the word of God, you have an expectancy knowing that the word has already done what it says it's going to do outside of how you feel. Your feelings ain't got nothing to do with what the word says. Because people are going to still have some feelings going on. The body is still going to act, act up. But you're going to say, body, didn't you hear what I said? Didn't you hear what the word just said to you? The word of God said, you heal. So you are the healed of the Lord. And you're going to hear other things say, well, if you heal, why are you still hurting? I bind you in the name of Jesus. You go in Jesus' name. By Jesus' stripes, I was already healed. Healing is the children's bread. So this is what we have to say. Why? Because, see, we're learning. We only speak what we believe. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I'm only speaking what I believe. So when you go in the Old Testament, see, y'all, we got to grab hold. When those prophets come to town, especially Samuel, when they saw Samuel come to town, they were afraid because they knew he got a word of the Lord in his mouth. So as soon as Samuel opened his mouth and he began to speak the word of God, we don't know if it's gloom or doom. We don't know what's coming out of his mouth. So they're ready to go run and hide. Because when Samuel is coming, they know Samuel's only going to bring the word of God. He's only going to bring truth. So when Samuel come in on the scene, they were waiting to hear from the Lord. I want to ask you something. When you come into the house of the Lord, are you waiting to hear from God? Are you saying, speak, Lord? God, I may heard it before, but there may be something else that I missed that you want me to catch on now. Come on, y'all. Everybody in this room have heard these scriptures. But this may be the day that a light bulb come on and you be saying, thank you, Jesus. I hear you, Lord. Now I know what that means. God is speaking to you through that verse of scripture. Why? Because you wasn't taking heed before. That's why he said, my son, pay attention. To my words. He said you got to give attention. To those words. You got to incline your ear. Unto my sayings. What you got to do. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst. Of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health unto all flesh. The word is your medicine people. Come on you don't have to go to a drugstore To pay for it. Only thing you got to do is open up the word of God and say, Holy Spirit, I need a word. The more you get into the word, the Holy Spirit is going to bring back to remembrance the word that you were in. So if you spend most of your time, you know, dealing with stuff you shouldn't be dealing with, that's what's going to come to your mind. 
But if you're spending most of your time in the word of God when trouble come, I'm going to tell you just this past week, something had occurred and it just hit me wrong. So I was just sitting there and all of a sudden the enemy wanted to bring all kind of things to me. And I was in the midst of studying and I was saying, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got up from studying. I began to walk the floor. I began to give God glory. I began to praise God. I said, I, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. God, that ain't what you promised me. God, I'm going to glorify you even in this. So as I went back to the desk, I mean, the enemy was just, just oppressing me, just oppressing me. I said, uh-uh, I ain't accepting that today. That's an evil report. No, the devil is a lie. God, your word is true. You said you will sanctify me in truth. God, your word is truth. So I accept truth. And this is the thing, y'all. When I lay down and I woke up the next morning, this is what the spirit of the Lord said. He said, what did I say? He said, I didn't tell you to talk to me about that mountain. I told you to speak to that mountain. He said, I gave you the power. And I gave you the authority to speak to that mountain. So then he reminded me of David, y'all. When David came up against Goliath, and I'm telling you, that was a big giant. And he reminded me, he said, don't you remember um, when David said, if the Lord saved me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He said, what did David do? David was already armed. He was already dangerous. He already knew who he was. He said, so I'm telling you to speak. And I began to open my mouth and I began to speak my whole atmosphere. It began to shift. See, the Holy Spirit had to come in and remind me of who I was in him. The Holy Spirit had to come in and remind me. And the God kept bringing the words of life unto me. And as he was bringing the words of life, I began to speak. There was a warfare going on up in my house, y'all. But I'm telling you the truth. I say, God, you let me know to speak to the mountain. You don't speak to me. See, this is our problem. When things go on in our life, we begin to speak to God. God said, wait a minute, I gave you the keys. I want to tell you something. Darling, she's going to give me the keys to her car. If she gave me the keys to her car, that means I have access to that car. I can crank it up, I can go wherever I want, because she gave me those keys. And whatever keys are on that car ring, if she didn't want me to use them, she should have took them off. Meaning that I got the keys to her house, I got the keys to her car, I got the keys to her post office box. I got every key that was on that ring. Darling gave me permission because if she didn't, she should have took the key off. So God gave me the keys to the kingdom. He said, baby, I gave you rights to the kingdom, but I gave you these rights to use here on earth. So whatever key you use on earth, heaven is going to open up on earth for you, baby. So don't forget about your keys. But he said, you cannot use the key without the word. Some of y'all trying to use some keys and you don't even know what the word says. You got people thinking, you know what the word says. When I truly learned what the word said, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't hate my enemies. Uh Uh-oh. I couldn't have unforgiveness in my heart. I couldn't hold a grudge. I couldn't hold a fence. Because when I start reading the word of God that said, bless those. Who hate you. Isn't that the word? Love those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. 
So when I read that, I had to let go of what I was holding on to and be obedient to the word of God and watch the word manifest in my life. What am I saying? I was up under an enemy. The one that brought me down, the one that helped get me demoted. And then they had the audacity to come to me and say, oh, you want to give some money to him for his birthday? And next thing I said, without my mouth being open, you must think I'm a fool. Everything he done to me and you asking me for money and took my money, y'all crazy. But immediately, the Holy Spirit said, bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. Y'all, I went in that pocketbook so quick to find some money. Because, see, I had to follow the word, not follow how I feel. So, see, when you say you know the word, you don't expose the whole grudges. Because when you begin to speak the word, the grudge got to leave. <laughs> see, that's my problem with the body of Christ. Everybody say they're so in with Jesus. But the verse of scripture that says, if you got aught against your brother, ain't that the word? It's in the Bible. You go to your brother. You don't go to nobody else. So we say we so in. How can you be in apostle with Jesus and nobody is going to nobody when you got a problem. But yet you say, I love him. He said, if you love me, keep my command. Y'all want to talk about? We're still talking about. This ain't man's word. It's God's word. This is not something I'm saying. This is what the word of God is saying to you. So you're supposed to let go of how you feeling and say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I want to receive this word today. If this is God speaking to me, not Apostle Amanda, this is God speaking through her for me. So I'm going to accept that and get your mind off of who told Apostle Amanda something. Come on, you ain't coming against me. You coming against God because who, that somebody done went and told her something. That's why she preaching. That's why she's saying what she's saying. She looking at me. Let me do it again. I see you. Y'all, we need to quit all these games. We got to understand that when God's word is spoken, we should say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant here. God, if there's any wicked way in me, God, while the word is going forth, search me, Lord. Deal with me, Lord. Because, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. See, this is what the word's supposed to do, y'all. I just cannot get into the word of life and don't change. Because if I don't change, I ain't been in it, Darlene. Because, see, I have to go in there for myself and say, Lord, you're talking to Darlene. No, I ain't talking to Darlene. I'm talking to you. You sure you're talking to Darlene? No, I'm talking to you. Okay, Lord, what you got to say? I just said it. So we try to put it off on somebody else instead of taking the word for what it is. This is why Jeremiah, when he was shut up in the prison, Jeremiah spoke the word of God. Everything God told Jeremiah to do, Jeremiah done it. That put him in prison, y'all. Yes, people are not going to like us because of the word. Friends going to leave you. Family going to leave you. Husband and wife might lead you. But that should not stop you from speaking truth. Jeremiah spoke so much truth, they put him in a dungeon. It was dark in that dungeon. And Jeremiah said, I'm not going to open my mouth no more. 
I'm not going to speak anything else. But Jeremiah said, this word is so much like fire in me. He said, I can't contain it. You know why? Because that was his lifestyle. That was who he was. He had been with God so much, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. He could not allow people to be in their mess without telling them what your consequences are. Y'all, who are we to allow somebody to be in something and agree with them when you know it's wrong? Because if the word is in you the way it's supposed to be, you ain't going to hold it. You're going to tell them the truth. They ain't going to like it. But you're going to tell them the truth. That's why he told Ezekiel. He said, once you speak my word, you got to go tell it. Because if you don't, the blood going to be on your hands. You got to get the blood off of your hands and say, this is what God is saying to you today. So Jesus said, this is not my word. It is his that sent me. I love the part sent. Jesus knew he was sent by God. Whoever you're sent by, that's who you represent. That's only what you speak. Just like if you're representing Food Lion, you're going to represent Food Lion, not yourself. So you're telling them about the benefits at Food Lion. You ain't telling them about Piggly Wiggly because Piggly Wiggly ain't got nothing to do with Food Lion. So you're telling them how Food Lion can help their pocketbooks. So you're telling them this is what you can get at Food Lion. And you're getting so excited about the message that they're bringing, you're leaving Piggly Wiggly alone and you're going to shop at Food Lion because you found some better prices. Come on, y'all. We represent Pig, Food Lion, restaurants better than we represent the Word of God. Hmm. And I like the part dealing with Balaam. When he kept telling him, come on, curse these people. Balaam said, and I'm paraphrasing it, didn't I tell you? God is not man that he should lie. Y'all catch it? God is not man that he shall lie. Let me tell you why I'm saying that over and over again. Because when we get a verse of scripture and the enemy tell you, you ain't prosperous, you grab hold of what he's saying. But the word done said, beloved, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in good health, even as your soul shall prosper. But the enemy is telling you, you ain't prospering. Look at your bank account. You ain't prospering. You ain't got gas in your car. What are you going to believe, the word or the enemy? So the Bible said, God is not man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Repent means change his mind. Have he not and shall he, have he not, and shall he, who's going to make it good? God is going to make it good. The only thing God is telling you is to trust me in it. Trust me. Don't look at the situation. Look to me who's the author and finisher of your faith. He said, if I have given you a promise, he said, all of my promises in Christ Jesus is yes, and in him is amen. He said, so you should know that it's already yours. Even if your circumstance look like it's not yours, you tell your circumstance it's already done. Because God has already spoken it. And what God has already spoken, it's already come to pass. So I'm walking in it like it's already mine. I don't have to wait on anything because it already belonged to me because it is written. This is why when Jesus met up with Satan after 40 days of being hungry, Jesus began to speak the word every time Satan come at him. 
He began to speak what the word was saying. He didn't go outside the word. And then the Bible said that he left him until another opportune time. Do y'all think the enemy is just going to leave you alone? He's going to mess with you every opportunity he gets. Sometimes you may have a whole month and the enemy don't touch you and you act and things look like they're going well. Then all of a sudden he hits you with the best shot. This is why you got to stay into the word of God. You got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. And if you steadfast, no matter what the enemy bring at you, you can let him know. Guess what? You don't have authority over me. You don't have rule over me. Because this is, oh, the enemy is cringing right now. Because you said, this is what the Lord has said. And as you begin to speak what the Lord has said, you can feel your atmosphere begin to shift. Because the word of God, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what he's telling me. When you speak the word, Jesus is on the scene. Because you're breathing out the breath of God, the spirit of God. So when you begin to speak the word, the angels begin to carry that word. Where you speak in that word and you know that everything is working together for your good. Why? Because it's working together for the good for those who love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. So everything works together for your good. It don't matter how bad it looks because God said he'll take what the enemy meant for your harm. And he said I'll turn it around and I'll make it for your good. But guess how it turns around? When you begin to speak the word of God, it begins to turn around. You can't sit up there and wait for it to turn around. You say, you know what? This thing is getting ready to turn around. It's already turned around because you're speaking against what the enemy is saying about you. Sometimes, y'all, I'm in my house just speaking. A thought come, oh, no, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. That ain't so. This is what the word says. Then the thought will come again. I said, what are you still doing here? Didn't you hear what I said? I meant what I said. I'm not changing what I said. This is what the word of God is saying to you today. So you got to keep casting down every imagination, everything that's opposing the word of God. Do you know why we don't cast it down? Because we don't know what the word is saying. When you know what the word is saying, you don't have a problem getting rid of your thoughts. But when you don't know what the word is saying, you let those thoughts continue 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 then you have a stronghold build up in your mind and you feel like you can't come out but guess what Jesus have already brought us out he's already made us free y'all look at the Israelites guess what Moses had the word he had life he was getting the life from God everything that they needed God was providing it for them but guess what they were going back into Egypt is that what we do we go back into Egypt instead of sticking to what the word of God is telling us. God began to show me, even in his word, y'all, when we go back to look at his word, the Bible says that the entirety of the word is truth. That means from the beginning to the end, it's nothing but truth. He said that his word is forever settled in heaven that means that his word is not going to change his word is not going to be moved he said heaven and earth shall pass away but not one jot and one tittle of my word shall pass that means when everything else pass his word is going to stay the same 
He said that his word is going to stay the same. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that have come out of my lips. So whatever God says, he's not going to alter. He's not going to change. This is why we have to grab hold to this word. When we grab hold to this word, the Bible says that his words are pure. That means that they're flawless. There's no fault in God's word. So when we know this, when we grab hold to this, we don't change because God doesn't change y'all whatever God said to you yesterday he's saying the same thing today he's not going to change his mind if he said it he's going to do exactly what he said so Jesus stuck with the word of God he said I only do what my father do I only do what I see my father do. Jesus was only speaking what his father spoke. This is why when Jesus come up on people that were sick what did Jesus do he used the word Because he knows the word has power. This is why the Bible says that his word is quick, it's powerful quick and powerful that means it's alive it's active it's powerful you got to see the word when you speak in it as being life that it's alive it's powerful in whatever situation you're going through and you put the word on it guess what over and done with why because God's word always work go with me to Ezekiel we're familiar with Ezekiel 37 he's talking to who Ezekiel And he's telling Ezekiel what he want him to say. Y'all know about the dead bones, right? And I believe we have some dead bones, some dry bones up in this place. We have some dry bones up in this place. And we want the uh, dry bones to hear the word of the Lord on today. We got some dry areas in our lives, don't we? So this is what he was telling Ezekiel. Y'all know he was in the spirit. And the Lord took him into the valley of dry bones. And listen what he told him in verse 4. But first thing he asked, he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, listen, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. O ye dry bones, hear the word of of the Lord oh ye dry bones hear the word of the Lord that's how you speak to your body body hear the word of the Lord come on body hear the word of the Lord body hear the word of the Lord be healed be healed be healed be healed be healed you telling your body what to be healed the body is hearing the word of the Lord by Jesus Christ you are already healed hear the word of the Lord body by Jesus Christ you were already healed he took your sicknesses he took your infirmities you are the healed of the Lord sickness and disease go right now in the name of Jesus you telling your body what you want your body to do then you begin to speak to your finances say finances hear the word of the Lord what are you going to say to them finances I have abundance and no lack 
is hear the word of the Lord. God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Finances, hear the word of the Lord. So this is what we do when it don't look like it's supposed to look. We speak to it. We speak the word of God. And we go on. Is that not what Jesus done? So the more we get into the word, we ain't going to have a problem speaking the word. Because the word becomes a part of us when we get into the word. When somebody begins to speak on something, we'll say, wait a minute, this is what the word has to say. So we take what the word is saying outside of what they're saying. We don't want to be around negative folks. We want to be around the people that know what the word of God is saying right now in this situation. That's why you cannot hang with people that have a negative report. You have to be with those that hear the report of the Lord. What is the report of the Lord? I am the healed of the Lord. I am prosperous. I am delivered. I am set free. I am who God said that I am. Come on, we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're lenders and not borrowers. We want to hear the word of the Lord. Everything your hands touched is blessed. God has blessed you. God has prospered you. God has given you the power to what? Get wealth. So that's what we want to hear. And when you begin to keep speaking those things, he says, speak those things that be not as though they were. So every promise in this word, y'all, it belongs to us. And we don't want to speak opposite to what this word is saying. So when you come up on someone that's speaking opposite to what you believe, you bring correction to that. Why? Because you're going to change that atmosphere. You can walk in a place with an atmosphere that's filled with gloom and doom. And when you walk in that place, you begin to speak life in the midst of that gloom and doom and the atmosphere begin to change. Why? Because you have control of your atmosphere. Notice that when you go into places before you go in, you feel that joy, you feel that peace, you feel that security. And as soon as you walk into a place, you feel like everything just slap you in the face. You know that it's the place that you're in, that that atmosphere is not right. So you begin to come against that atmosphere with the words of life. But you got to know what the word is saying unto you. There's another part of this teaching. We understand that it's God's word. It's not man's word. This is why when Paul went through to the Thessalonians, he was so thankful. He was giving God glory. He said, when you receive the word, when you receive the word that you heard, you received it not as man's word, but you received it as it is truth, God's word. And he said, by you receiving it as God's word, it effectually work in those that believe. So see, when you receive it as God's word, the word begin to work. So see, that's the problem when it comes to Christian folks. They're not receiving it as God's word. And when you don't receive it as God's word, it's not going to work effectually in you. So see, when the word is presented, you want to honor the word. When the word is spoken, you know it's God's word. You want to stand at attention and say, God is speaking, not Apostle Amanda, but God is speaking. We want to have respect for his word. That means that we're grabbing hold to that word and say, God, yes, Lord, I hear you speaking to me. God, that's a promise, and I accept that right now. And that word began to work effectually in those that believe and when it began to work infectually in you you began to have what the word says 
that you can have. And this is why the ones that was in Thessalonians, they began to accept the word for what it was. They said, this is God's word. This is not man's word. I received this word. So it began to work. So if the word is not working for you, it's because you have not believed it. It's because you have not accepted it as being God's word. So it's time for us to accept the word for what it is. Just because you don't see what you need to see in the natural, that does not mean that God's word hasn't worked. You are a supernatural being. That means you pull from the supernatural. How do I pull from the supernatural? Through the word of God. This is your spiritual mirror. The word is your spiritual mirror. So every time you get into this word, you're learning who you are now that you're in God. But I'm here to tell you, you cannot get into this word without the Holy Spirit. You cannot get into this word without the power that's coming from on high. Because see, even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. He needed the power to go to present this word. Why? Because when the word is presented, the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon that word for manifestation to come in the midst of the people. So anybody that's preaching this word that does not have the power that's coming from God, then that word is not going to be effective like it need to be effective to the people that the word is going out to so we just don't want to go out not being equipped but when Jesus said this that the word was not his this is the thing that um that got me these men said this the Jews how do he know this who taught him this they know that Jesus was not up under their teaching so they said how can he come in here and began to teach in this temple the way he's teaching And he ain't been up on our teaching. And the reason why is because Jesus had the Holy Spirit. Jesus had those scriptures from the Old Testament. And see, they knew that Jesus was not amongst them getting taught by these Jewish believers, you know, by these uh, scribes and these Pharisees and these Sadducees. He wasn't in their schools. So how can he come out and give us all of this? So they marveled at this. And this is why Jesus said, this teaching is not mine, but it's his that sent me. So Jesus let them know. But then God began to take me back to Peter and John. Y'all remember Peter and John when the the lean man was healed and after he was healed, they were looking at them and wondered how this happened. And they said, well, we know that these are unlearned men, unlearned men. They know that these men were not taught by them. So they knew that they had to have been with Jesus. See, people going to know who you've been with by what manifests in your life. So you don't have to go to a seminary school. I'm going to get there. You don't have to go to a seminary school or go to some type of school to get a doctorate or all of this, that, or other. Because the Bible tells us that it is the Holy Spirit who teach us. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and he will teach us all things. So with you allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you as you get into the word of God, when God bring you into the house of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is teaching you, you can agree with whomever is teaching why because the holy spirit has opened up that scripture unto you you know where they're coming from you know that's the word of life because you have a good teacher which is the holy spirit that does not mean you don't come into the house of the lord for fellowship some people say well i don't need to go to church i am the church Okay, yeah. Remember we talked about the church. I don't need to come fellowship with the church because I am the church. 
that's ignorant gone to see. I don't think it would be written in the Bible um, if we didn't need to come fellowship. We cannot forsake what? The assembly, coming together, fellowshipping. We don't do that. But when we come together, God put a teacher before you. And the, the thing that I love so much when that teacher teach you is for you to go home. And it's for you to search the scriptures for yourself. And it's for you to say, Holy Spirit, illuminate this to me. Allow this word to come alive to me. So as you allowing that word to come alive to you, you going out and you making disciples upon what you've been taught. This is how you get people coming together. So the Holy Spirit will teach you, but you have to get into the word of God in order to be taught. This word don't belong to us, y'all. It belongs to God. And when you see it as being God's word, you will see healing in your life. You will see deliverance. You will see prosperity. You will see whatever is needed in your life when you use the word of God. It's just like putting um, salve on a sore. And as you put that salve on that sore, guess what? Y'all don't question nothing. You just expect it to work. Is that not right? When you put something on your hand, just like if you get burnt, have you ever heard somebody say, put some butter up there? That'd be the worst burn ever. Y'all didn't know that? But you heard somebody say it, so you did it because you believed it. Is that not right? When you were little and you go to your parents and you may have fell out of a tree and you get up and run to your mom and daddy and say, oh, I fell out. Oh, you'll be all right. Go somewhere and sit down. You go somewhere and sit down. Because you trust what they're saying, right? Ain't that what we do? Or if you got a cold and you coughing and you say, oh, I'm so sick. You ain't sick. Go on outside and play. You go outside and play. And you forget about it because you trust in the one that, that told you. And I don't know if Aunt Shirley remember this. I don't even think she do, y'all. Years. I was real little. And I was over to um, Phyllis and them house with Jane Franklin and Lizanne. And we was doing firecrackers. I never forget it. So I had a firecracker in my hand, and the thing would never light. So I was just holding the thing, ignorant, y'all, holding it. And all of a sudden, that thing went off in my hand. Y'all, I saw stars. It was cold, too, and I had on this nice Sunday coat. And I dropped my coat, and I ran, I ran, and I went to Shirley's room. And I'm waking her up and saying, Shirley, Shirley, a firecracker went off in my hand. She said, oh, you'll be all right. I forgot all about the firecracker. I took her at her word and went on about my business. Because I trusted what she said. Why did I trust her? Because I knew she cared about me. Y'all, I'm getting somewhere. So we trust man more than we trust. When man tell you, I'm going to give you this. And I want you to take it as directed. You don't know if it's going to work or not. But because man told you to do it, you trust in what man say. Is that not right? So you pop it. Hold it, hold it. Let me go do this. Got to go do this right quick. You did it that four hours. Then you start back talking. Didn't think it was going to be here that long. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I'll be back in just a minute. You do it again. Because you follow man's instructions. But if you take this three times a day and say this is God's word. And he's not going back on his word. This is what God says. This is what I believe. And this is what I'm going to stand on. So when it begins to hit you, hold up, wait a minute. And if you don't remember, mark it in your Bible and begin to quote it out loud. 
Because you taking God at his word and you said, wait a minute, God, you say you're not man that you should lie. Now I'm quoting what you said. And God, you said your covenant will you not break, your word will not come back to you void, but it accomplished what you said. So God, I'm trusting what you said. I can't do nothing but stand on what you said. Some people may say I'm a fool, but God, I'm a fool for you. Because I got crazy faith. If you said it, I believe it. One thing about God, whatever he has written, he's going to go on it. But man will tell you to do this, then when something happened, oh, I forgot to tell you, there were side effects. There ain't no side effects with this word. The only side effect you get, you may get some chills every now and then, that's just the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Maybe get some moving and a shaking going on, that's just him doing the work. Them the only side effects that you get. But I, this, this is what's grieving me today, y'all. No matter what man say, we believe it because they got a PhD. They got a DDD. Some of them have bipolar and you don't even know it. You don't. You don't know nothing about them people. Only thing you know is what somebody said. Come on, y'all. But when that man drops off the face of this earth... The one that you trusted, what are you going to do? I'm not telling you not to, you know, go to doctors. No, ma'am. I'm not telling you that. But what I'm telling you is you got to trust him more than you trust man. You got to get permission from God. See, God know your heart. He know where you are. So you got to trust him where you're going. Because everybody that tell you it's all right, it ain't all right. Because once they give you a death sentence, they ain't doing nothing else for you. They just saying, die. Die. It's just your time, die. When you get a certain age, they don't even want to treat you. They just want you to die. Ain't nothing else we can do. Just die. Because that's how they taught. They ain't taught to treat you past a certain age. And they taught how to come in and tell you you're going to die. And walk out like it ain't nothing. Go and put them over there in hospice. Give them enough medicine to kill them. Because they're going to die anyway. And you know what we say? Yes, master. Yes, master. Yes, master. Take them on, master. Because we believe everything that man said but see there's a man and a woman that when they heard the report they got up off the bed and said I don't receive it in the name of Jesus that ain't what my God said and they left man and they began to trust God y'all we don't have to wait to the end to trust God God said we got to trust him now and the here and now Meaning that you got to build yourself up in the word. So whatever come our way, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. When things come your way, you're going to know who you are. You're going to know who you believe. You're going to know if you've been spending enough time in the word. Because, y'all, we're in a time right now that man cannot save you. They can't even save themselves. Don't know if they're going or coming. We got to trust this word now like never before.
And if we don't trust this word, yeah, we're going to die before time. Because it's going to take the word to give us this life that we need. God said, can you trust me? Can you really depend on me? Not man, but can you depend on me enough to know that my word is truth? That my word is true. And the more time you spend with him, you're going to know that the word is true. Y'all, we've been in situations, me and my husband, that some of y'all don't even know we've been in. The only thing we had to say was, God, I trust you. God, our life is in your hands. God, you know what we're in the need of, God, even before we ask. God, you called me to this. I didn't call myself. But God, I'm not dropping out just because people don't want to act right. God, I'm not dropping out just because I don't feel good today. God, I'm not dropping out because I didn't heard an evil report. God, I'm not dropping out. God, I'm going on what you told me. You called me to root up and tear down strongholds off of your people. And that's what I'm going to do with the help and the strength of the Holy Spirit. God, I'm going to go on your word, not how I feel. People dropping out are too much when it come to God. But when it come to man, you don't drop your job. Man tell you to come in and sleep. You can't make it. You'll drive 10 miles, 5 miles an hour, and you'll make it. But if you say you have in church, I ain't going to no church. She crazy. But when man call you, you'll risk your life. Come on. We got to talk about something. I'm off. I ain't going out there. I'm tired. Soon as your job call you, I need for you to be in in 30 minutes. Okay, master, I'll be there. I'll be there. Your boss don't bury you and your boss don't marry you. Hello, somebody. Boss don't even come show respects when you're laying in the casket. They just hire another a body and move on. But we trust them more than we trust God because we show up more for them than we show up in the house of God. But we're supposed to know the word. Mm. I can't live without my job. They take my job. I'm a mess. I ain't going to make it. Oh, Lord. I ain't got no money. My light's going to get turned out. Where you been? Where have you been? This is what the Lord taught me, y'all, and I'm going to close. This is why I said this is not my word. It's God's word, and I have to remind myself, me and my husband, every day, God is your word. This is what you're saying. I'm going to tell you how you get tested to see where you are. And I have told this many times. When you got enemies that don't like what you're saying, they're going to do everything they can to try to move you. Or to try to get you to move off of what you believe. One person, they watched me like a spy. They did everything they could to move me. To see if I was who I really said I was. That didn't work. So they had to join in with me. Then the next person, they talked about me so bad. They moved people out of the church and people wasn't even paying their tithes. This is true. But you know what I did? had a little talk with Jesus told him all about my troubles
Come on, sing it. Come on, sing it again. I like that part. Fire is burning. So I had a little talk with Jesus. And then when I was talking with Jesus, he was talking with me. And I felt them fires burning on the inside of me. And I began to rise up and say, Father, you the one that takes care of me. And this is what you promised me. And I began to speak the word of God. And the more opposition came, the more of the word I began to speak. And guess what? Change come. I stood. And I want to tell you what the Lord told me. The ones that were taken out of the church that were not given into the church and it looked like the tides were low and couldn't meet what the church needed, I gave God more glory. And God said, I'm going to show you how to take little. And I'm going to show you how to make it much. He said, I'm going to show you how to depend on me more than you depend on man. So look, y'all, this is the funny part. I call it funny now. For six months or more, my husband got nothing. It was one income, but we still had bills, right? Guess what the decision was? Either we give it to the church or we take it, and the church won't have the lights, won't have what it needs. So me and my husband come to the agreement, give it to the church. Have a little talk with Jesus. He'll tell you what to do. We trusted him more than we trusted ourselves. So we gave it back to the church and guess what y'all we overcome us because God I'm telling you something God was still being glorified even with the little that we had God said I'm going to show you how to use little and the reason why I'm showing you how to use little because when famine come in the land you ain't going to be moved He said, you ain't going to be moved because, see, I done took you to a place of showing you how to use little to make it much. See, we didn't fold our hands into giving because we didn't have. And, you know, the thing was, when you got people praying for you, it seemed like people would "Mm, help you out. No. God knew what he was doing. He only turned the hearts to the ones that was towards us, the ones that was going to be obedient to the need. We kept doing what we was doing. I kept teaching and preaching. My husband kept doing what he was doing. Why? Because we trusted God more than we trust man. And still had two children in the house. Still had things that needed to go on, y'all. But guess what? God was faithful. He's faithful, y'all. As long as you stick to his word and quit sticking to what you believe, your money is going to fail you. Because when you're taking your money and you're trying to make things work on your own, you'll never have enough. You'll never have enough. But when you give out of your little, God will make it much. I'm here to tell you. Why am I here to tell you this? Because when you hear the voice of God and God tell you what to do with what you have, guess what? It's going to be more than enough. That's why we have to stay in the word to say, God... This is what I have. 
What would you have for me to do with it? But guess what? When you're in the word, you don't have to ask him. You already know because you're doing kingdom business. So nobody have to tell you what to do with what you have. We as kingdom people are supposed to always be willing to reach out to somebody that's in need outside of ourselves. But God, I need that. But God, they need it more than me. So this is what I'm going to do. And on that note, I want to share this. If Kim don't mind giving this praise report, she don't have to give a name. But I'm going to have Kim. Do you mind, Kim? I'm going to let Kim come up. And I'm going to tell you just how good God is, y'all. He's always on point if you would just hear him and do what he asks you to do. Um, Friday, I think it was Friday, a friend of mine had called me and she's visited the church one Tuesday night. She was in town and some of y'all might have seen her then, but um, she watches the broadcast online. She's way in Texas. And um, she's keeping up with the teachings on Tuesday nights and Sunday service on Sundays. And um, she had told me, Kim, I had told that Pastor Appreciation was coming up. And she told me a while ago, she said, well, Kim, I want to be able to sow into your pastors um, when it get close. So she remembered and she called Friday. And she first asked, you know, how to do it or whatever. And she said, I'm going to sow some money. Um, She's not working right now. God had her just sitting. She didn't know why she was sitting. And, um, but she was just sitting and hearing from him. And um, she's, I don't know how long she's been out of work. But anyway, she sold the money into the ministry. And a, later on that night, she called me. Because the time is different in Texas. I don't know the difference. But it's just an hour. Okay, well, she called and she said that she sold the money in like that morning. She got a phone call around 2.30 and a job she had applied for a while, a little while ago. She, they called her and told her that she got the job. Well, she's going to be making $143,000. And she was just so excited and she said, Kim, I want to be able to tell your pastor. <laughs> she said, because I know I'm sowing in good ground and, and I'm sowing into this house and I'm going to continue to sow into this house. And I know God has so much for her. And so I called on a three-way. I said, well, I want you to tell it because you can't tell it. I can't tell it like she can tell it. And so I called on the three-way and she spoke to the pastor and she was just so thankful. And she's so thankful for this church. And she say all the time, Y'all have something so special here. She is so special. And if she can grab hold to that, what's wrong with us sitting up in here every day, <laughs> every Sunday, every Tuesday? And so many years, talking about me too. <laughs> but um, God is so good and awesome, and I just want to share that because I know if she ever come back to visit, she will be too glad to share it too. But um, God is awesome. And I want to tell you what the difference is with her sowing what she sowed. Now, she was out of work, but she heard God, and she was obedient. Miracle Temple, God always tells you to give from the heart. But if your heart ain't right, you ain't going to give rightly. When you really hear God and you give from the heart, that's when God moves. But if you just give in to say, I give, that don't count. This is why he said, give from the heart. 
And when your heart is right, her heart was right, manifestation took place. See, this is how God works. I always want to say, God, what would you have me to do? Because your heart have to be right. Don't just lay money down because you want somebody to know you laid it down. When you take the time and say, God, I want to give the way you want me to give. God, I want to turn my heart towards you. Guess what? When you turn your heart towards God, God's going to tell you to give what he wants you to give, and it's going to hurt. It's easy to lay down $2 because you feel like you ain't going to miss $2. It's easy to lay down 5 But somebody without a job with nothing coming in, $2 hurt. $5 hurt. But I'm here to tell you, I have always learned I got to give out of obedience, not out of flesh and feeling. When you give out of flesh and feeling, you ain't receiving nothing from that. People that truly give from the heart don't miss it. They don't have a fight. See, when you fighting to give somebody something and you keep prancing, going back and forth, keep it. When you give from the heart, it don't bother you. You just go on about your business this is what James saying and I'm gonna close on James James is saying in James 121 wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls you got to lay aside all of that stuff to receive the word You cannot receive the word. That's what I was talking about before with offense, with grudges, with all this wickedness, with all of this stuff that's in your heart. The word will not get planted, y'all. That seed will not grow because you got to uproot all of these things that you have put in your heart that's not right. What I have learned, y'all, I don't look at the way a person dress. I don't look at what they drive. I don't look at none of that. I do what God tells me to do outside of how a person look. You can see a person that may look like a bum and can be a millionaire. And you saw, and how did he get to be a millionaire? Because you gave him your money. Because you thought he was too poor. You thought he was poor. But that was his scheme, to get money. So that's why you got to hear the Lord when the Lord is speaking. You got to know when to give. You don't just give because I, I proved that. Remember when I bought somebody up front and I said, who would you give to? It was me and that person, that person. Because y'all looked at that person and thought that person didn't have enough. And I had more than enough. See, you're doing it with flesh. You ain't doing it the way God wants you to do it. You got to hear the spirit of the Lord when he's speaking. Quit looking at folk and think that folk is all right. People can dress nice, but that don't mean they're okay. Quit looking at people's situations and say, I'm going to help them because of that situation. Some people in that situation because they chose to be. Church folks, we messed up. You got to see the way God wants you to see. And if you're always looking at you and don't see nobody else, you're selfish. Well, when I get done, what I need to get done, maybe I can help. You'll never get done. Because it'll always be something else you want. Because that's greed. That's covetousness. Because you're not doing it God's way. God wants it done his way. And the way we do it, this is why Jesus said that if anybody know the will of God, they will know the doctrine that he's bringing. 
When you know his will, you won't get mad at me because I'm telling you to give. People get mad when somebody asks for something. Every time I turn around, you're always asking for something. Sister Nisha, you need to stay on the altar, baby. You need to stay covered because you a giver. They're going to send them demons out at you like crazy. That's why you got to rise up. Because every time they look at her, they're waiting on her to say something. Because that's what they're used to. If that's the anointing that's on her life, that's where God has her. Don't put her down because you don't want to do nothing. Do what the Spirit tells you to do. And you don't have to worry about what nobody else is doing. Whatever the Spirit tells you to do, do it. He know who can give more. He know who can give less. He know who he's dealing with. So quit looking at other folk and worrying about what they do. Get your heart right so this seed can be planted. So as it's planted deep, it's going to come out and people are going to know who you've been with. Amen. So it's not man's word. It is God's word. And it's time for us to get into the word like never before, y'all. This is no joke. If you have a Bible, that Bible should be written in. Pages should be hanging out because you're going to keep going over it and over it and over it and over it. And when you open up that Bible, you know exactly where it's at. And it's going to get a time that you ain't going to have the Bible. That's going to have to be so much in your heart that you're saying, you know what? It's already there. So you can take my Bible, but you can't take what's in my heart. So y'all, let's get into the word of God. Let's help one another. Let's build each other up through the word. Let's quit trying to gossip about this one and about that one. And let's begin to pray and lift them up according to the word of God. Amen. Because the Bible said, tell bearer, reveal of secrets. Didn't y'all know if somebody come to you about me, they already been to you about somebody. Didn't you know that? They already done talked about you. I got to say this and then thing. I got to say this. I remember y'all, I had this, this lady and this lady, when I would come to her, she would always talk about somebody, always saying something. Holy spirit rose up in me. And he said, if she talking about them, she already talked about you. I said, I'll see you later. I left out of there so fast. Cause he let me know she done talked about you. If she talked about them, she already done talked. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm out. I don't want to hear that mess. So that's what the Holy Spirit would tell you. Understand, y'all, people will talk. That's our nature. But when you give them the word of God, this is what I have to remember. I said, well, you know what? I was once like that too. Some people tell me, Pastor Man, do you ever see wrong in anybody <laughs> You always saying something different where I can't help myself. Because even if I say something wrong, hello, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Forgive me. That wasn't right. Shouldn't have said it. Because you know what? I love myself some Jesus. And I wouldn't want nobody to talk about me because the Bible says you reap what you sow. So if I talk about Nisi over there, I'm going to reap it back. Somebody done talked about me because I done talked about her. Y'all don't get it, do you? You reap what you sow. I don't care how saved you are. It's coming back to your house. So that's why you got to study to be quiet. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Could we have our announcements, please?
Praise the Lord. Our church announcements are as follows. Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945. Sunday morning worship service at